have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. It's Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm so glad that you have joined us. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am the host of the show of Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. You can visit Be The Star You Are at bethestarur.org. And this is from Al Bernstein. Success is often the result of taking a misstep in the right direction. So think about that one as we go through our hour of power today. Because so often we get embroiled in our mistakes and, you know, beat ourselves up and think that all is lost. When in fact, it is odd that so often a mistake can lead to some of our greatest success. So let's uh, think about that and not, not worry so much when, um, when we mess up. Well, in today's show, we're going to talk about houseplant heaven because winter might be keeping you from being outside in your garden But you can have a lush oasis that is cleaning your air and enlivening your room decor as well as your spirits with indoor plants. And since I am known as the goddess gardener, I'm going to provide the details on how to make your interiors a more beautiful greenhouse. Then in segment three, diabetes is on the rise and it is supposed to even double or maybe even triple in the next 20 years, which is a very sad fact. And if you've been diagnosed with diabetes, it's probably a very scary pronouncement, but with some knowledge, you can lessen the effects of the disease and perhaps you can even prevent diabetes from coming to you. So information is power. I am hoping to arm you with the information you need to be as healthy as possible. But right now, have you ordered um, items to be delivered to your doorstep and then you realize that the packages might have been stolen from your front porch? Over 50% of survey respondents who have been asked the question, have you lost a package, have suffered theft from their doorstep. So What can you do um, to protect yourself from this? Well, we're calling these thefts, you know, the porch pirates. And there's absolutely no denying the convenience and ease of online shopping. I was not an online shopper until the pandemic hit and we were on lockdown. And I thought, well, I guess I better learn how to use Amazon Smile, which is part of Be The Star You Are charity. And it gives 0.5% back to be the star you are when you order something. I mean, that doesn't sound very like very much, but when you're a charity, every penny adds up. So I started, um, I started ordering things online with Amazon Smile, and I was just so surprised at 
how fantastic it was and how quick the deliveries were and how everything arrived in good stead. And so far, I haven't had to return anything. But there is the rise of porch pirates, which are thieves who kind of are watching people's front doors. And especially when they, they see these Amazon trucks or UPS trucks uh, or FedEx or even the post office trucks driving around and they will follow the trucks and then they snatch the recently delivered packages. And it means that sometimes your packages just don't make it inside your home. And this is why so often now what companies are doing, um, you know, and even companies like DoorDash that are delivering food or you know, anybody that is delivering something that is going to be at your front door, they are taking a picture of the delivery and sending you an immediate email or text, whichever it is that you have requested to show that it is there. So it's a huge problem, porch theft. And uh, it has been found that all, as I said, the respondents, 53, 50% of respondents had a delivered package stolen which is a 7% increase in last year's findings. So during this pandemic, you know, more packages are going to continue to arrive and we are going to continue sending to friends and family. We'll be sending wedding gifts and engagement gifts and shower gifts and birthday gifts, you know, and just because gifts, etc. Um, and we really need to stop these bandits before uh, even more essential things get stolen. So these are some tactics from the this the experts that they indicate that could ensure that your packages actually make it inside their destination. And whether that's at your home or a friend's or wherever you have sent it. So if you don't have a video doorbell already, you might consider thinking about it. These smart video doorbells they are the best way to deter porch pirates. Um, and it's because video doorbells record when motion is detect detected near your front door. It sends you an alert so you can know when a delivery person drops off a package or when someone is lingering on your porch who shouldn't be there. And then if you're home, you can bring the deliveries inside immediately um, instead of letting somebody else pick it up um, or letting it sit there for hours, you know, and then somebody seeing that it's not, it's some packages are uh, sitting there and then coming and taking it. I know that um, so many people just use it definitely as a, um, a theft tool, but also you can just watch what's going on outside your front door. And I know that my daughter's husband, when she was pregnant and wasn't supposed to be doing any work, because she was supposed to be sitting down because she was having a problem with a pregnancy, um, the doorbell would ring and, you know, she would go pick up the package and he would, he would get the notification and he would see her and he would text her and say, go sit down. You're not supposed to be moving. So it was good for, you know, for that. But also you have seen, I'm sure online, uh, law enforcement has used the video to catch the perpetrators, as well as there have just been numerous, numerous uh, reports of these uh, video doorbells being very useful. So that's one thing. Another is 
keep your lights on. Criminals prefer the dark. And these days, most package delivery uh, companies, and that includes, you know, like Amazon or UPS or uh, FedEx, FedEx, they're delivering at all hours. I had I had a, a, an Amazon package arrive pitch dark the other night. I don't know, it was nine o'clock or something. So it's a good idea to keep your entrance well lit. So you can just place a long lasting LED bulb. They're cheap. They don't use a lot of ex- uh, electricity in an outside fixture. And if you are replacing or installing a porch light, opt for a model with a motion detection so it automatically turns on when someone approaches. And, you know, if you own your own property, you might want to actually just install a motion detector light outside as an added resource. That's something that I did, I think, again, on Amazon. And use Amazon Smile. And if you use Amazon Smile, please indicate Be The Star You Are as your charity of choice. That would be fantastic. Costs you nothing, and it'll give a few cents to uh, Be The Star You Are that brings you this program. But I, I got one, I think, for about $39 um, that has two lights on it, uh, a motion detection. And, and so it goes on automatically, even when a deer you know, goes by or something. And I like that. Um, some Another tip is there are other smart home devices that can prevent theft. I mean, just knowing that a home has a security camera may dissuade a crook from choosing your home instead of one down the street. Of course, we know burglar alarms and having, um, you know, if you have a whole uh, burglar alarm system, um, as I do, and I have signs out, I think that that is going to be a good deterrent because the not only are the alarms um, the alarms are loud the the fact is is that the police are immediately dispatched because homeowners today pretty much in in order to get homeowners insurance you have to have it connected to a, a centrally located system that is monitoring you 24 hours a day so immediately you're going to get, you know, within a couple of minutes. And um, sometimes it's pretty hard for anybody to get out of a street that quickly. Another idea, if you don't want to, if you know, especially if you're renting or something and you don't want to install any of these doorbells or porch light or anything, you could have your package shipped elsewhere. So instead of getting your package delivered to your home, You could send them to a mail center or a a lot of places have pickup lockers. Or you could also get a post office box. And I'm a big proponent of having post office boxes because that way you know that a real human is going to receive them, keep them safe until you can pick them up. Now, many large retailers will also allow you to ship an item to their nearby store and you could just go pick it up directly on site. Now, that might be a little bit more cumbersome, especially during the pandemic and if you're farther away from a store. But these are, those are some options. Another thing is to request a signature. It's often an option to require a signature when you set up delivery. And that way, FedEx or UPS or other delivery services, they will wait until someone answers the door and signs for the package rather than leave the items outside. And for more expensive items, 
you definitely want to purchase the extra insurance, which would cover the costs of replacing a stolen item. Now, I had something um, recently that I had ordered that uh, never arrived. And when I contacted the company, they said, oh, yes, um, it was signed for. Well, it, it had gone to somebody somebody else. Um, and that was an interesting set of circumstances because it was not my signature, nor was it a signature of a neighbor. But I don't know if somebody randomly was walking by and the person just said, oh, I'll sign for it. I have no idea. So I ended up having to get a replacement. So that I found that to be rather interesting. So I suppose I could call that a, a porch pirate, but it was really a mailbox pirate. So also be aware of the delivery date and time. So most of the major online retailers will tell you when to expect your items. They'll also usually include a link from the delivery provider that will let you watch a package's progress in real time. And even better, you can sign up for alerts from the shipping services so you'll know when to expect your package. Now, most of these alerts are free with paid add-on services available, such as being able to schedule or postpone a delivery time or ask for a package to be sent to another residential location. Some retailers and delivery services also let you add an additional note with delivery instructions. Uh, I know that Amazon lets you do that, that you can just say, if no one's at the door, leave it, and you can give them a specific place to put it, you know, that would they would know. So, but when possible, suggest discrete places to leave the package, like, you know, behind a, a big planter or behind a back gate. That way they're less visible to thieves. And um, But once the package arrives, you don't want it just to be sitting outside your door. You want to bring them inside as soon as possible. Or you could ask a neighbor to take them in if you're not going to be home. The other thing I just wanted to say about packages is you may want to wipe them off um, and then also wash your hands because packages can um, keep a virus on them. Not necessarily a COVID virus, but maybe a norovirus, which is like flu-like symptoms, but you can get pretty sick from that. You could also consider a parcel drop box. And many people are investing in these package delivery boxes to safeguard items until they can be retrieved. Delivery workers will place items in these oversized package boxes, which are designed so, so that only someone with the key or access code can retrieve the packages that are placed inside. And typically, parcel drop boxes are anchored to a wall or pavement for additional security. Um, they can be purchased from the hardware store and big box stores online. But of course, there's always the chance that you'll have a big package um, a, a parcel drop box and it's attached to the pavement, et cetera. And a thief could be bold enough that, you know, they pry it open. So, I mean, if somebody wants something, they're going to get it. But these are at least a few ways to be safe. And you can keep your delivery safe from the porch pirates. Because all of us are going to be having more and more deliveries as we go forward with this pandemic, I believe. And also because of the backlog of of all the um, the ships and we're not getting things as quickly as possible, 
you know, we might be having things that are backlogged for quite a while. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And when we come back, we're going to talk about houseplant housemates and how we can help um, brighten up our homes, keep the air cleaner inside our house, and enjoy the beauty of the garden, but all in our interiors. So don't go away. And during the break, why don't you look up a starstyleradio.com and check out guests that we've had in the past. And you can also find what's coming. I'll be back in a bit and I hope you'll stay with me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, I'm so glad that you stayed with me, and I hope that you are staying healthy so far this January while this pandemic seems to be still rising with this Omicron uh, variant. It's been rather scary. I know where I live, uh, the town that I live in, we're pretty safe, but the county is in the red zone and the hospital beds are filled. 90% or 92% are all unvaccinated that are in the hospital. 
but um, there have been about 2,000 cases daily that are being diagnosed. So that's really, really frightening to me. So, you know, be safe while you're out there and get vaccinated and get boosted and do what you can to not only protect yourself, your friends, your family, but, you know, those people that you don't even know if they're immune compromised in any way, you just want to protect everybody. So let's just be smart and let's be courageous and and let's be good neighbors. I think that's an important thing. Well, Doreen Virtue, who is, um, you know, she talks to angels and she writes books and she gives lectures and she was a guest on Star Style a few years back and I've actually attended a couple of her lectures and read her books. And she has this great, great quote about plants. She says, having plants in your house is a natural way to continuously clear yourself. And I always thought that was great. So I want to talk about house plants as housemates. Now, when I was in college, I had 45, yes, 45, that's the number of house plants that filled my tiny dorm room on the seventh floor of Hedricks Hall during my freshman year at UCLA, it was like every shelf, box, windowsill, wall hook, desk, floor space, when they were all filled with a container sprouting something green. And I had gone from living on a farm, being surrounded by nature, to living in a high rise in the concrete jungle. And my body, my mind, my spirit, it craved a garden. So I created an indoor oasis, my own, with some very easy care house plants that helped me breathe better because in those days, Los Angeles was clogged with smog. I mean, the sky was never blue. It was always gray. And it, and it was really, it was just horrible, horrible breathing. So these plants helped me. They were so much better. Now, 18, that's the number of potted plants that currently grace my indoor space. Now, the number would double if you count the containers on my porch and on my balcony. But most of my family of plants have been with me for decades. I have a fiddle leaf fig that began as a small specimen in a one-gallon pot that now towers to 15 feet in my hall. And I have a precious peace lily that was gifted to me when my Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul book hit the New York Times bestseller list. And it currently inhabits a nine-square-foot corner of my family room. I mean, it's, it's huge. And an original four-inch size variegated bromeliad that uh, has now birthed pups, and it's no longer four-inch. It's now in a regular-sized um, urn, and it's a focal flora in my living room. I have a lucky bamboo that is growing in water that I've had for at least 10 years, and it is uh, peppered with pebbles. And it is when I got it, it was about, mm, I don't know, six or seven inches. It is now at least three feet high, and it goes about three feet wide. I, I guess you could say my plants are very happy here. So with winter keeping us from digging outside, indoor plants offer a way to garden in inclement weather while adding beauty to every interior decor. And even better than the attractiveness that plants bring to our designs, plants are air filtering workhorses as well. And air quality has become a very big buzzword during the COVID pandemic. And through the process of photosynthesis, what plants do is they convert the carbon dioxide that we exhale, and they also remove gases from the air 
through a process called absorption. Now, back in 1989, a NASA report concluded that household plants could provide a promising economical solution to indoor air pollution. Now, there was a 2020 study published in the Journal of Environmental Management, however, that indicated that it would actually take a green wall to improve the health index of an interior environment. Well, I might... I believe that my interior environment is totally improved because I have so many uh, plants. But no matter which is truer, one thing is certain. Being in nature, as well as being surrounded by houseplants, lowers our blood pressure, reduces stress, and improves our mental health. Now, numerous species that will make some excellent houseplants, and I have a few of my favorites and I have houseplants in every room. And yes, it's, a, it's not really a chore. People always ask me, isn't it so much work? And actually it isn't. Um, never more than once a week, usually more like once every 10 days. And it's not a lot of water, just a little bit. So maybe I dedicate 15 minutes every 10 days to, um, to watering. That's it. So a few of my favorites would include orchids. I'm crazy about orchids. I'm crazy about bromeliads. Aloe, everybody should have some aloe because if you burn yourself or get a bad cut or have an insight bite, aloe is like the instant um, cleanser and soother. It is such a great plant to have. You just piece a, put, pick a piece off and rub it on. Peace lily, snake plant, spider plant, Pothos, Dracaena, Croton, Fiddly Fig, Diffenbachia, Anthurium, Parlor Palms, Arrowhead Plants, and Lucky Bamboo. Now, those are some of the easiest to maintain. They also offer very beautiful greenery, gorgeous greenery, and they can live for years with minimal proper care. You know, as I'm doing this show right now, I am looking at my Parlor Palm which is underplanted with arrowhead plant. And this again started, they both started as four inch. I have them in a, a big copper, I don't know, kind of a copper cauldron now. And they just take up one area of my library. Uh, and it's, they're, they're beautiful. They're really, really beautiful. And I feel that they're offering a lot of um, breathing room for me. Now, for air fresheners or, you know, the air purifiers, the peace lily, the snake plant, spider plant, um, those are some of the absolute best that you probably can get. And the peace lily also has a beautiful, um, a beautiful flower. In fact, it's, it's also called a snail plant, uh, not a snail, a, a sail plant because its flower looks like a ship's sail. So you might know it as a sail plant, but it's also called a peace lily. Now the snake plant, it looks like a snake. It requires almost no water at all. In fact, if you water it once every couple of months, it's probably too much. <laughs> you have to be careful. It's also called mother-in-law's tongue. And I, that seems very derogatory, but it's a really nice plant, and especially for people who say they have a brown thumb, it's a really good one to get. Spider plant, incredibly easy. You can just take those little spiders off an end, put it in the dirt, and it will grow, and then it produces more spiders and more spiders. 
it's, it's an interesting plant. So now if you want to grow some healthy, happy plants that are going to provide endless enjoyment, attractiveness, there are some things that you do need to do. And I'm a huge believer that everybody has a green thumb. They just haven't discovered it yet. So here's a few things to do if you want to grow some really nice indoor plants. Number one is provide the correct amount of light. Now, before you purchase any houseplant, you should really look around your home for your light conditions. And you might want to write them down for each room if you're going to do like I do and have plants in every room. Now, some plants need bright light in a south window. Others prefer the low light of a north-facing window. Some like it hot. Some like it cool. You have to do your homework. So that is the most important thing um, is the number one is light. The number two would be water. You have to water cautiously. Most houseplants drown from overwatering. And I think this is why people think they have brown thumbs because they want to give them water and then the leaves get yellow and they give them more water. Well, what they're doing is the roots are rotting. Now, the lucky bamboo is the one rare specimen that thrives in water. My lucky bamboo has never had any soil around it. I just have, it is just has a bunch of um, gravel or you could put pebbles or any kind of rocks. So I just have rocks in it um, with some gravel and it's filled with water. And whenever I see that I can't see the water anymore, I, I fill it to the top and I wait to gurgles and I, that, and then you just leave it like that. So in rest, the rest of your house plants, you have to have adequate drainage in all the containers. And that means if you are using a coffee cup, you should at least put some gravel at the bottom so that the water can go down, and you know, gravel underneath the dirt so that it will seep down there. You just want to make sure that your plant isn't going to drown. It's better if you can plant in a uh, container that has a hole in the bottom, and then you could put it in another container if you're just looking for something decorative, because you want that water to drain out. You have to always have adequate drainage in every container. So um, how do you know if your plant really needs water? Well, I have an easy way, and you can use this. I think that you'll like it. You can take a chopstick or even a pencil and you just poke it into the soil, pull it out. If it comes out soggy or has, you know, mud or, or dirt even on it, I mean, wet dirt on it, you do not water. If it's completely dry, then offer a little hydration to your plant friend. Now, plants may dry out more quickly in winter because there's forced air heaters are operating, but most plants require water once a week or even less, as I said, I like to do it like every 10 days. Now, some plants like orchids and bromeliads, they do not want water that much at all. My orchids get a couple of drops. And when I say drops, I mean drops, maybe once a month. My bromeliad probably gets mm, five or six drops, uh, eh, maybe every three weeks, maybe once a month. I just kind of watch them. I, you know, I know what they need right now, but in any case, do not overwater. The next thing is to fertilize according to directions. 
we should stop feeding plants in the winter and then you start again in the spring because leafy green plants will need nitrogen and plants that flower will want phosphorus. So when I say according to directions, when you buy a plant, there's usually a little marker inside of it, uh, or it might be on the side of the pot or something that tells you what it is, what the light conditions it requires, how tall it will grow, how much water it needs, and how much fertilizer and when to fertilize. Really read those directions. They are important because, again, getting back to the light, you don't want to put a, a plant that needs a lot of light in a location um, that is very dim. But there are plenty of plants that are good in dim, like like the parlor, um, this parlor palm that I'm telling you about. It doesn't need a lot of light. Pothos doesn't need a lot of light. Whereas the orchids, they prefer more light and they want more humidity. So we have to be just, you read the directions first. Eradicate uh, bugs. You could place a clove of garlic in the soil and it is a great way to keep your friend bug free. To kill bugs, you could place a clove of garlic in the soil. Now, mealybugs, aphids, and scale can be removed with a spray solution of, of water, alcohol, and dish detergent. The solution can also be rubbed on the leaves. And make sure to let the soil dry out if uh, fungus gnats appear. How to maintain humidity. Now, cacti uh, enjoy very dry conditions. So if you have a cactus, it has to have a dry condition. Um, my cactus that I have on my balcony, uh, I don't water them at all. They get their water literally from, you know, from the humidity. Now, most plants prefer 50% humidity. In winter, our homes are drier. So if containers can be lifted, uh, add a saucer of pebbles filled with water to increase the humidity or spray with a fine mist. And another idea is to take your plant into the bathroom or shower if you, uh, you know, if you can lift it. Now, my fiddle leaf fig probably weighs 300 pounds now because it's, it's so big and it's, it's old and it's thriving. And unfortunately, it can never be moved from by myself. I'd have to have three guys help me move it, um, move it outside. So that's just not going to happen. So instead, what I do is I wipe the leaves down and once in a while I'll spray it. And then trim any spent blossoms and dead leaves. When flowers are finished blooming or leaves die, remove them as soon as possible to allow for any new growth. And then other things. Again, I want to just reiterate how important it is to always read the instructions on care before making your purchase. You could also uh, really help your house plants be look form, you know, their form would be just more regular and more beautiful. If you turn them a, a quarter turn at least once every two weeks, that maintains their shape as because they're going to be reaching for the sunlight, even if they are ones that are fine and dim, they always reach for the light. If you've ever noticed flowers outside like daffodils or sunflowers, their faces are always towards the sun. So if you turn your plant a quarter turn every couple of weeks, you're going to keep your plant healthier and it'll be more beautiful. Now, if you receive plants as a gift, 
make sure to remove any wrapping to allow for good drainage. Now, if you had a living Christmas tree, it needs to be moved outdoors. And depending on the size, you might be able to use the tree for next year's holidays, or you may need to transplant your tree into a larger container to keep on your patio. Or if you're going to plant it in the ground, determine the placement carefully as these trees can grow into very large evergreens with very expansive roots. And I'm a testament to that because we got, my children and I, we bought $1 four-inch pot Christmas trees one year, many years ago, the little pines, um, and we thought we would grow our own Christmas tree farm. And we did plant them, and we planted them, you know, many feet apart. Well, those trees are about 200 feet tall now and we did use cut them for Christmas trees as we could but it's amazing how fast they grew so our Christmas tree farm turned into a Christmas tree forest so one final interest of mine before we go is very educational and exciting experiment for kids and that's to root vegetables in a glass of water and put them on a windowsill so avocados, fennel, scallions, green onions, potatoes, sweet potatoes, and leeks grow really quickly. You just need to refresh the water daily. I'm currently growing leeks. And what I do is I guess keep using the green tops in my cooking. And then, you know, at some point the roots are going to rot because they're not going to have any, you know, they're not going to have any fertilization or anything in that water. And then you just have to toss it. So with a little effort, your interiors will be healthier. They'll be more stunning with the introduction of living greens. So bring nature indoors with you while enjoying cleaner air happily with your organic artistic housemates. And you will clear yourself as well. So happy gardening and happy growing. And I hope that this was helpful for you in these winter months that you will enjoy some houseplant housemates. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about diabetes and hopefully give you a few tips that will help your diagnosis be less scary or perhaps keep diabetes away from you completely. So don't go away. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I'll be back in a bit. Be the star you are. The star you your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Great employee managers can provide workers with criticism that is effective in helping them to correct any issues while preserving employee morale. I don't like the word criticism. I like to use the word feedback. But here are things that can be done to help if you have to give some kind of feedback. Identify the behavior you wish to criticize and direct that criticism at the action, not at the person. Make feedback specific. Do not issue threats. Make sure that the employee understands the reason for this feedback. Offer to help the employee and offer incentives for change behavior. And don't express anger or sarcasm. 
Demonstrate that you have empathy, that you understand his or her feelings. Begin your meeting with stating something positive and end the meeting by reaffirming your support and confidence in the employee. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out Well, I am back. Thank you for staying with me. And we're going to talk about, you know, a serious topic now, and that's diabetes. It is a disease that is growing exponentially around the world. A lot of it is because of obesity, but there are so many things that we can do. And um, some of it, obviously, uh, diabetes is also something that is, um, is hereditary, so you could even, you know, you can have families that are as skinny as rails, but they have it in their system somehow, and everybody in the family is going to have diabetes, and that is pretty scary. So when we think of it as, um, as a way that we might have an opportunity to at least improve our lives, let's talk about that and see what we can do to do that. Now, insulin is the hormone that moves sugar out of the blood, out of the blood, and into the body cells. So, with diabetes, what happens is the body either can't create the hormone. That's what happens with type one diabetes, or more commonly, becomes resistance to its effects, and that's in type two diabetes. Now, both cases, insulin injections are a common treatment. In fact. This January, right now, this month, marks the 100th anniversary of insulin's first use in a diabetes patient. A type 2 diagnosis is frequently met with a mixture of fear and dread and guilt, and then following that with drugs. And people with type 2 diabetes often end up with four 
or five medications, including insulin, because people think that is the only way. Um, and this is a statement by Dr. Osama Hamdi, who is the director of inpatient diabetes program at the Diabetes Center in Boston. But um, Dr. Hamdi says that many people can manage their diabetes solely with some lifestyle changes, including exercise, a carbohydrate-controlled nutrition plan, and a proper hydration, and of course, more. So if you have received a diagnosis of diabetes within the past five years, now is the time to implement strategic behavioral tactics that may not only improve the condition, but it could possibly even reverse it. And even people who have long-term diabetes, um, they could also make some major changes. We don't want to start the disease with any blame or with any guilt. We just have to accept the reality and ask, what will I do now? Will I live with the disease forever or will I take the chance and turn this into a glorious opportunity? So here are some ways that you could flip the script and prevent diabetes in the first place. The first one that is recommended by the Diabetes Center is to just lose a little bit of weight. As a person gains weight, even a couple of pounds, the body can have more difficulty regulating blood sugar levels with insulin. So the result is a condition called insulin resistance in which the pancreas, they have to pump out more and more insulin in and an effort to move more sugar from the blood and into the cells. Insulin resistance is what is most, you know, this is at the heart of what type 2 diabetes is. Now, insulin, whether it's made by the body or taken as a medication, promotes fat storage and weight gain. So it feels like a double-edged sword, doesn't it? So weight gaining can force the body to make more insulin, which causes the body to gain more weight, and then on and on it goes. But even modest weight loss, they say even if you lose 5 to 10% of one's body weight, it can lead to huge improvements. Now, Dr. Hamdi's own research has shown that there's a 7% loss can improve insulin sensitivity by approximately 57%. So you just lose 7% of whatever your body weight is, and um, you could improve your insulin sensitivity by 57%. So that seems something worth doing. The second thing is to water down the blood sugar. We just can't let ourselves be dehydrated. The more dehydrated you become, the more concentrated the sugars are in your blood. And it's kind of like a prune versus a plum, where a prune is all dried up and a plum is all juicy. So a studies in diabetes care followed subjects for nine years. And those who drank less than a half liter of water, a half, just think of half a quart, two pints of water per day, had a higher risk of developing elevated blood sugar levels compared with those who drank more. So you can drink water, herbal teas, milk, all of that counts. Now, but coffee lovers, if you're drinking a lot of coffee, you really need to 
uh, limit your intake to two or three cups a day. And the reason for that is that coffee is dehydrating. Now, on another, you know, on another thing, coffee is also indicated to be good for the heart. But even those studies show that two or three cups a day is sufficient and actually is the optimum. The next thing is try exercise snacking. And what that is means spreading short bouts of activity. We really need exercise. For example, you do a 10 to 15 minute walk after dinner, or you do a 10 to 15 minute walk throughout the day. Research suggests that if you do a bite-sized bit of activity, activity, it can help control the blood sugar better than one longer workout. So you want to do diff- uh, various types of activities too. You want to do some strength training. You want to also do some weights. Adults naturally are losing 8% of their muscle mass every 10 years between the ages of 40 and 70. Now, if you have diabetes, it doubles that. So you will lose 16% of your muscle mass. So if you spend 10 minutes a day building strength by using weights, you could use resistance bands or you could do some body weight moves. 10 minutes doing aerobic activities such as fast walking, swimming, jogging, or tennis. 10 minutes stretching, which will improve your joints and reduce chances of injury. And then just walk as much as possible throughout the day, even if it's just around your house, around your bedroom, you know, around your yard. And um, of course, we all know that that 10,000 steps a day improves diabetes control. And every study has shown that. So if you can shoot for 10,000 steps, that would be fantastic. You also have to have protein. Protein is important for maintaining muscle and stimulating several hormones. And um, because several hormones can contribute to blood sugar regulation. So what kind of uh, protein should you focus on? You should focus on fish, white meat, chicken, plant-based sources like beans and nuts and tofu and some lean cuts of beef. And make sure you're eating protein at breakfast and lunch as well as dinner. So it's probably great to have three types of protein every day. And you know, what you might want to do is just keep a jar of nuts uh, on your on your uh, desk at work. And when you are hungry, just grab a handful because they are really, really good for you. Get vaccinated against COVID-19. People with diabetes, obesity, or both are at an increased risk for severe illness and death from COVID-19. And all the emerging research is suggesting that COVID worsens your diabetes by damaging the pancreas and the system-wide inflammation that increases insulin resistance. And because vaccinations lead to milder COVID, if infected, it should indirectly result in less COVID impact for pre-existing diabetes. So get vaccinated for sure, no matter what. Now, don't focus on the sugar. You, after you hear you have type, D, uh, type 2 di- diabetes, people often go to the extremes and they drastically limit their carbs, 
with diets like the keto or they try living without sugar. But too few carbs can result in fatigue, nutritional deficiency, and dangerously low blood sugar. So avoid that trap of focusing on sugars and instead read the labels for total carbohydrates. And that term incorporates sugars, both naturally occurring and added, as well as other types of carbs. And because proper nutrition is so important after a diagnosis of diabetes, you might want to consult with a registered dietitian and figure out what your eating plan is going to be. And that could be very, very important. So, you know, it, you, you can control your diabetes and don't feel like a failure if you can't get off your medications. Insulin might get a bad rap, but it helps so many people and it is necessary in so many instances. So just look, shoot to take 5 to 7% of your body weight off and that should uh, boost your insulin sensitivity by 57%. And I hope that helps you to be healthier because health is wealth. And all you have to be is sick for a day or two where you can't lift your head off the pillow and you realize how blessed we are when we have our health. So do not take it for granted and don't think that you are so healthy that you can't get sick and that you're, you are immune. No one is immune from anything. Well, thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me to be here with you on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every week coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. We try to offer you some um, information, advice, and success, knowing that you can change your life for the better, be healthy, and make your dreams come true. If you'd like more information about my company, Star Style Productions, or me, Cynthia Bryan, Visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can purchase my books at the online store there. For information about the charity, how you can get involved, volunteer, or make a donation, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Oh, and for me, it's CynthiaBryan.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Just see beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope you'll put a houseplant in your house this week so that you can clean your air and enjoy the beauty and have a little pet to take care of. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Make it a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. I'll be with you next Wednesday right here on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.